Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective, brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK, where we apply the practical philosophy of objectivism to everything. And for the past 100 plus days, we have been applying it to the war in Gaza. And boy, have we had a lot to say. There's a lot of, of great content here on this station. You're never going to hear what we are saying anywhere else in the world. So please, in advance, I'm going to tell you to like and subscribe to this stuff so that it can spread around. The world is uh, uh, quite a bit twisted up and uh, it needs some fixing. And I think only uh, the objectivists have the solutions to what ails us. So, folks, we have uh, we have a comment from Biden uh, uh, as uh, as Israel carries on its offensive against the evil Hamas, the Sith Lords, Hamas and the Palestinian people who uh, abide by that philosophy as they are about to carry the philosophy, the the um, the battle into James, you want to tell us where it is and what's happening? The city of Rafa, which is in southern Gaza on the Egyptian border, and um, apparently uh, over a million Palestinians have evacuated because of the uh, military activity going on in northern Gaza. We apparently have in that area more than a million Palestinian refugees. Um, we have information that two top leaders of Hamas, including the architect of October 7th, is there. We're told he's surrounded by hostages. We're told he's surrounded by lesserlings within Hamas, human shields protecting this guy. But the guy who, and ar the architect and engineer who planned October 7th is there in Rafah. And President Biden has said that Netanyahu's planned attack and siege of Rafah would be, quote, over the top. It would be over the top, according to the U.S. president, to actually get the guy who planned the man personally most responsible for the atrocities on October 7th. Uh, so actually defending yourself would be over the top, according to Biden. Um, no, what was over the top, obviously, was Biden's uh, Appeasement, I'm going to find the right nice word there. I, I Words like ass sucking came to mind. But it's his, uh, Biden's appeasement, disgusting appeasement of Iran, which caused October 7th. No, of course, Mr. Biden did not anticipate or want the atrocities. But Mr. Biden's own policy of appeasement is a direct cause of this. Direct cause of this. He allowed billions to flow into Iran. Um, he... Uh, uh, took the hoodies off the terrorist uh, list, et cetera. He rejoined UNRWA, for example. All of this appeasement, getting uh, refunding UNRWA, uh, taking the hoodies off the list, uh, kissing the ass of every Ayatollah in sight or mullah in sight that he could find, uh, uh, oh, hostage exchange deals with Iran. <laughs> All of that was what was over the top. And why it was over the top, Mr. Biden, is that it directly led to the atrocities on October 7th. So, Rather than reanalyzing how your policy got us here, Mr. Biden, your appeasement, your total sanction of evil got us here. You're demanding Israel sanction more evil, perpetuate the violence, continue, have more October 7th, let the leader, the planner of October 7th free so that he can kill more children, burn more children alive, rape more people to death. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, I mean, how dare Biden, how dare Biden, who has blood dripping off his hands from October 7th, say that, that a perfectly, an act of perfect self-defense, mind you, in going after the actual architect is over the top. Now, of course, Israel is going out of its way to evacuate the civilian population of Rafa. 
they have they said there's a massive uh, uh, project underway whereby IDF people will help uh, the evacuation of civilians. That has that does not get factored in. It does not get factored in that Hamas leadership is there. Um, Egypt says, well, we can't take these folks in, but boy, it would be a war crime if Israel let these poor people starve and get bombed there. Uh-huh. No, Egypt is just as guilty of anything that happens, uh, uh, frankly, by not letting these people in, if that's their position on things, uh, uh, than anyone else is. No, uh, uh, the Palestinians caused their own misery here. Absolutely, the creators and authors of this humanitarian disaster is 100% the fault of Hamas. And if there is any suffering in, in of the Palestinians in Rafah, it is, of course, 100% the fault of Hamas. And Palestinian people need new leadership. And if it's uh, a life and death situation that Hamas has put them in, that Hamas has put them in, they'd best uh, uh, do things, perhaps even the risk their own lives, in taking out Hamas. But... Uh, the governance of the, their own people is their their responsibility, their fault. And uh, as we've said many times here on this channel, uh, it is morally blaming the victim. It is the worst kind of sanction of evil you can imagine. It is the same kind of appeasement that will only reward and encourage more October 7th. And so, in effect, the United States government, President Biden, is insisting that the architect of October 7th, get away scot-free. And that any attempt to get him would be, quote, over the top because it would uh, potentially harm civilians, even though Netanyahu is trying to evacuate the civilians from the area before uh, fully laying siege. There have been some bombings already there. I think the siege has already begun, but they are engaged in a massive effort to get civilians out of that area. <clears throat> none of which none of which the quote-unquote pro-Palestinian uh, side appreciates at all. They still throw around the term genocide uh, like it's going out of style. Uh, and I, I, I'm one to to think that well, if I if I if I take it upon myself to uh, to do the best I can to keep as quote unquote innocent civilians such as they may be in Palestine from being injured and still get accused of uh, of being genocidal maniac. Why should I take the trouble in the first place? It doesn't seem to have any effect in the in the international community. Ignore, ignore those moral appeasers who got you in this situation in the first place. You know, um, think about it. Don't get the guy who really caused the suffering of the Palestinian people. Don't get the, the guy who was the engineer of October 7th. Now, more than any individual on this planet, he is responsible for this, not just October 7th that he planned, he's the architect of, he, more than anyone else, is the author of the whatever misery is going on in Gaza right now. So we can't punish the guy who's really killing Gazans. That's what Biden is saying. You can't get to the real cause. And by implication, that means that Netanyahu is a war criminal. That's what Biden is implicitly saying is that, yes, going over the top here in Rafa, eliminating the threat, eliminating the threat, incapacitating Hamas, or going after the architect of October 7th is over the top, even though they are the cause of all of this misery. Um, it is the product of moral relativism, uh, uh, multiculturalism, uh, this bizarre kind of subjectivism that now dominates in the West. 
And there's a funny thing that goes with that kind of subjectivism. On the other hand, a kind of moral intrinsicism. Any death, any death is intrinsically evil. So if if well, I'll, only if you're on the side of the perceived op oppressed. If if the if, if any death happens on the side of the oppressor, then then it's all justified. Even rape, right? Even mayhem. They were Mutilation. breaking out of their prison on October seventh. Yeah, it's all justifiable. But if you but see by buying into that line, you have bought into the line of that Israel should be destroyed. You've bought into the line that Hamas is justified, that Hamas's actual state... See, we're talking about genocide. Genocide is built into the Hamas's charter. Genocide is shown by their actions on October 7th. If they only had a little more, uh, you know, uh, competence, they could really pull off a genocide. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, but this there so, is this so, weird kind of Christian intrinsicism. Yeah. James, they they say they say that seventy five percent of the United States population agrees with Israel. Yet, if you were to go on social media, it seems like it's seventy five percent of the population is pro Palestinian, and it seems like if if there is any any group of folks that are trying to support Israel in this battle for civilization, they're either quiet or non existent. Now, why is this? Is 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 there is the other side the the dominant? side in our culture is they have the louder voices as you point out the the, the people although i do think and it, you know i know it's hard to go by anecdotal evidence but i'm willing to go with the polls because it confirms what is my own impression the vast majority of the american people are on the side of israel and yet the loudest voices the media pundits the you know the, the ones who get the microphones and the ones who are screaming all over the place all over x at Facebook and every other and social posting media. pictures and posting pictures of crying people, people that don't have water, dead bodies. This et cetera, is a et cetera, direct et result of philosophy. Obviously, when the good guys don't have the confidence or the ability to articulate the right, the good, right? It, they are silent in the face of that. They are cowed. I, in fact, I saw I, I saw a congressman being chased down the halls of Congress by somebody who was saying, why are you for genocide in Israel? Why won't you stop the bombing in Israel? He said nothing. He said nothing. Why are you against a ceasefire? He said nothing. And that is disturbing because this is a person who's in the halls of power, who's responsible for policy, and he can't even articulate a message. He can't turn around to that, that reporter and say, why aren't you asking Hamas to surrender? Why are you at? Why are you putting the moral onus upon the people defending themselves to stop fighting when Hamas has not surrendered and renounced violence unconditionally? It's up to them to do that. All it's up this to terrible, them. yeah, all this terrible suffering in Gaza, and all Hamas would have to do is surrender. Why don't they start by releasing the hostages? Why don't they stop lobbing rockets whenever they can? Why don't they say, no, we are going to stop the violence. We are going to renounce our intended genocide of it, uh, against Jews. No, they could do that tomorrow, and the suffering of the people in Gaza would be over with. Over with. Tomorrow. Now tell me, Mark, who is to blame? Who's over the top here? I mean, it, uh, Mr. Biden, you're insisting on more October 7th. You're insisting on your, your, that your policy of appeasement continue. You are, you are, you like UNRWA, you want this to be a perpetual cycle of war and violence. Uh, that's all I can see here. Um, 
you know, and it, and it, it is a I mean, question. No, that, 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 that has to be the perception. But why would a politician want a perpetual cycle of war and violence? Uh, job security. UNRWA's got job security. And in a way that, if you think about it, the uh, situation in the uh, Middle East is such that uh, you can absolutely see politicians want this ongoing pragmatic compromise. Well, you see, it's the evil of Saudi Arabia versus the greater evil in, in Iran. So who do we choose? We've got to pick sides among evil dictators. Um, and that's the kind of world that the pragmatists live in, in their own mind. And that's the kind of world they're sort of trapped in in their own mind. Because, and by the way, that continues uh, things like the United Nations, continues uh, <laughs> all those wealthy uh, Middle Eastern uh, oil magnets uh, who are, uh, of course, making money off a natural resource because of the industrialized West's need for it. But it keeps those people in power and those people have been greasing the pockets of politicians all over the West for some decades now. Um, that's, you know, obviously not the real answer. The real answer is that there is no moral clarity. Were there moral clarity, even all those pragmatic, scummy little uh, motives that politicians have would fall to the wayside. If we had the clarity to say, no, look, you can't count numbers. It could be that 27, 28,000 Palestinians have been killed in the course of this versus the 1,200 who were killed on October 7th. But that's not the way self-defense works. Self-defense means you have the ability to take out the capacity of the attacker to ever attack again. Um, and certainly leave him psychologically broken in the process. If you're counting numbers, then you're like one of these Kantian uh, Christian intrinsicists, uh, you see. Uh, we're doing evil to fight evil. So how much evil do we get away with to do this evil? Of No, no, no. When you're looking at it like that, you have no moral compass, no objective sense of morality. And that's the thing. You either have this Kantian Christian turn the other cheek duty morality. You've got to suck it up over here despite your interests or total subjectivism skepticism, um, seat of the pants pragmatism. And without a clear uh, a code of morality, which Ayn Rand distinctively provides us, these people do not know how to answer uh, the quiz here. They do not know how to stop the violence here, uh, which should be the goal. You know, as ferocious as we are in our hawkish support of Israel and our opposition to Iran, we are the advocates of peace. We are the ones who want a, as quickly as possible, a termination of uh, uh, war act, warfare and warlike activity. And we're trying to stop it at the root. People who do not, who evade ideas, evade fundamentals, are the ones who, of course, keep us in this perpetual cycle of ongoing endless violence. And if that's your axiom, your starting place, well, Nothing we can do. There's just this ongoing cycle. Could you blame people for saying, well, just stay out of it. There's nothing we can do. Let them fight it out and kill, it, kill each other. Um, but of course, that is so morally cynical. It's disgusting. Um, the, the one country that, uh, that respects individual rights at all would have to suck it up and get 8 million Jews get wiped out. That is the explicit goal of Hamas and even the Palestinian Authority. Um, you know, as I keep saying, where the hell is the anti-Hamas, anti-PA resistance movement? Where is the General de Klerk or the General de Gaulle fighting the French resistance? Where is the Polish resistance or the anti-Nazi German resistance? People who tried to actually assassinate Hitler. 
There, was, there is no such resistance among the Palestinian people. They are not innocent. Whatever small minority might actually be cowed and intimidated, they, they might well be. <clears throat> but they, there's nothing we can do from the outside. They are the victims, again, of Hamas. And without that kind of moral clarity, Biden is, of course, going to insist, insist that the man most guilty for October 7th get away with it. Um, well, that's just madness. There also seems to be a movement towards uh, imposing a two-state solution on Israel to try to force them into uh, making it a permanent negotiating lever. Dave, Dave Cameron says that this is the way you you, you permanently ensconce a Palestinian statehood. And if nobody's willing to recognize, if Israel's not willing to recognize that, then they have to take steps towards recognizing the Palestinian states themselves. So it's, it, it seems like, yeah. yeah, it seems like some states, including the United States, are entertaining the idea of recognizing a Palestinian state, which to me says, well, a bigger, bigger reward. Yeah, for murdering Lord, people. This, this is what you Lord get Cameron, for killing people. Lord Cameron, stop. Think. You're, you're going to reward October 7th. You're going to give them everything they want. You're going, to, you're going to recognize them as an independent state while they don't recognize Israel's right to exist. You're not going to demand that they remove from their charter, renounce October 7th, things like that. No, 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 no. A ceasefire alone, Lord Cameron says, the foreign minister, mind you, of the United Kingdom, says we will recognize the Palestinian state. So let's reward the perpetrators of October 7th. Let's really encourage it. Let's give up a big fat pot of gold for raping people to death and burning children alive. Nice. Do you think this is in response in, in any respect to the demographic shifts that are happening in the UK? Because it seems like there's a massive demographic shift towards is Islamicism as as a real political factor in 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 UK and do you think he's appeasing that to some degree i think most european uh, leaders are appeasing <laughs> to some degree their uh increased hugely increased uh, muslim populations have increased over the re over recent decades yeah they've become a political constituency there uh, I, in America, it's limited mostly to Dearborn, <laughs> Michigan, as I understand it. But uh, uh, it's there. We have a Hamas wing in the United States in our Congress as well. Um, and so it's hardly surprising that there's Hamas wings now in the uh, governments of every... Do you, uh, mean, do you mean the squad or, you, or is there another... Yeah, uh, the yeah. squad. Well, the squad, I, I might include a couple of other folks there. Anyone mm -hmm. demanding a ceasefire right now is obviously... Uh, appeasing October 7th and it is not stopping October 7th and thereby demanding more October 7th, ensuring certainly more October 7th. So I would, you know, broaden it to all these, these uh, whatever party you're on, whether you're a Tucker Carlson on the right or whether you're one of these Elon Omars on the left, whatever the cause of your opposition to Israel's right to defend itself, you're obviously, a you know, someone who wants more October 7th at some level. That's what you're arguing for, whether you recognize it or not. Um, you, you know, and when another October 7th happens, they will cry crocodile tears. And again, without any causal thinking, principled thinking in their head at all, uh, blame Israel, in effect, for existing, which is what Biden and um, Secretary Blinken have just done. Lord Cameron, in particular, has just done. He's, he's offered the 
the big fat plum to the killers of October 7th. Uh, the be- best reward they could possibly have. In fact, if you think about it, October 7th was a massive victory for Islamicists everywhere. No wonder they were celebrating. No wonder so they funny. were celebrating. What's so funny is it, it exposed the it exposed them for what they are. The mask fell away. If if anybody previously thought this was a legitimate liberation movement, well, October 7th should have shown you it, it wasn't. It's just that's just the front for a, a, a genocidal homicidal religiously fanatic insane uh gang that wants to take over that part of the middle east so think um, of the logic our leftist friends think okay because it's a jewish state they're they're their secular atheist sometimes lefties oh so israel's uh, uh basis for existing is zionism that's religious and that's evil and utterly blinded to the fact that a much greater savage religion, mystic-based, medieval evil, surrounds all of that. So our so-called secular progressive friends are among the very, very worst when it comes to defending the worst kind of medieval mystic atrocities. Well, that's because that's because those those medieval folks will actually come after them. They they know that Christians and 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 atheists and r- rational folks they they can insult them till the cows come home. Nothing's going to happen to them. We we still believe in persuasion, but you know, you draw a cartoon of the wrong of the wrong religious character, you just might get a, a knife in your chest. See, that's and they it. Know, they know that. If we cannot say out loud that the culture that dominates the Islamic world today is evil, we are so morally confused. They get homicidally angry. They get violently enraged when a picture of the prophet gets drawn. Their religious sensibilities get slightly offended by a non-Muslim even, and they will go into a homicidal, especially if it's an ex-Muslim who does that. Heaven help you if you're, you know, uh, Bosch Faustin or or if you're Salman Rushdie, they will go after, literally go after you. Uh, But any culture that puts people into a homicidal rage over a picture, over their religion being offended, uh, just offended, mind you, is a sick, evil, death-worshipping culture. And the West, until it has that kind of clarity, the kind of clarity that Reagan and Thatcher had when they called, far from perfect, Ronald Reagan, but one good thing that he did say, Soviet empire is an evil empire. Until we get that moral clarity, it's there's it's hopeless we're so do you see do you see do you see any hope for that kind of moral clarity because at, at, at you know i'm You're i'm right. taking i'm <laughs> taking four days off of of twitter but looking at social media i don't see that much hope seeing people like you and and mediums like this you know, pushing the word out there gives me a little hope but it's it's against a tsunami of stupid i have you know and my wife will She'll hear it on the news or she'll read it in the Wall Street Journal and she'll say, ah, I hear your very language being echoed. You used that language last week and now it's being echoed in the media. Maybe we're having an influence. I don't know. But you're right. It's up against a tsunami. The 99% uh, force of (laughs) nature here is against us. But we are it, folks. We are the ones articulating the very moral clarity that we're talking about here. Um, it, It really is the philosophy of objectivism. It really is the needs of a reason-based, this-worldly ethics that values life. Uh, that's what we need. 
That kind of moral clarity is precisely what's lacking on both sides of the debate. Yeah, and you only get it here, folks. I guess it takes a very small uh, amount of the population to make real change. What you need is timing. It's like jujitsu. Um, you know, the perfect sweep happens in the right time. It takes very little effort to, to do it. When you do it right, it takes very little strength and very little effort. And the right application of reason at the right time could make this uh, crazy house of cards fall and give rise to a new a renaissance, let's hope, of, of rational thinking again. Atlas shrugged for $4.99, understanding the issue requires thinking. And mm. as we know, one has to choose to think. It's easier mm. just to spout party line like a good, useful idiot. Yes, well, it feels comfortable to be in a crowd. On. Feels comfortable to have your your set, but and you don't have to think much. Just turn your mind over to that group or to that authority, and you don't have to think. You're absolutely right. Much easier. And besides, it's it's safer, right? You know, you're not unpopular. You're not standing out. You know, like us weirdos over here making a, a moral point. But your point, Mark, is the key. History is made by a minority every time. It's the minority that is on the ball. Uh, and uh, you're right, timing can be everything. You know, one martial arts expert, old friend of mine, uh, I asked him to demonstrate a move for me. He, with two fingers, he knocked me on my ass. And you, you make a really, really good point. It's a question of timing. It's a question of clarity. It's a question of getting our message out there and being consistent being reality and reason-based, uh, that will win the day, ladies and gentlemen, if given half a chance. Yes, and uh, and we're going to make those opportunities, make those chances happen. Bonnie, for 99 cents, thank you very much. So folks, we're, we're almost done here with the daily objective. Uh, let's hope Netanyahu continues with the offensive and let's hope he ignores the opinions of our uh, literally uh, brain-addled politicians and continues to work for the defense of the Israeli people. And that means prosecuting the war with extreme prejudice against the Palestinian people who are the enemy. They are the enemy, folks. Um, it's a sad but true fact. And the sooner you uh, embrace that fact, the sooner we can end the war. Upcoming shows at 6 p.m. UK time, the reality show on platforming dictators. Boy, do I hate that. I don't think dictators should have a platform. Uh, I don't think that's free speech <laughs> to give to give a being uh, free speech rights that they don't recognize in their own population. I say <laughs> fuck them, deplatform them, push them into the sea where they belong. At 7 p.m. UK time, a new video on the briefly objective with the great Lord himself, Razi Ginsburg, on Palestinians are to blame. We are the only people saying this not just because we have guts, but because we have reason and facts behind us. Um, there's also something here, Daniel, I don't understand what this means, Tucker interviewing Putin. Um, that's uh, that's a terrible thing. <laughs> I'm sure it was a love fest. Oh, I yeah. See, I'm, I didn't see it, thank God. Uh, I'm sure it got plenty of views, unfortunately, because people like looking at car wrecks. Uh, that's just the nature of things. But James, it's been great talking to you. Uh, thank you. Always, for my brother. Thank you for, and uh, uh, this is the topic for the reality show. Thank you, Tucker, uh, interviewing Putin. Uh, yes, it's, it's always great to talk to you, especially when I come to the show as unprepared as I did today. Uh, you informed me. Uh, some I got a good piece of news and a good take on the news that I can take with me into the day. Folks, if you like this stuff, subscribe, like, pass it along. And remember while you're doing that, you always check your premises. Peace.